0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Nevermate Varsity. It's been a while. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. What's up everybody? It's Dave Rivera. You can find me on Twitter. At D V
1: what is my inter- well, I don't even know my other one anymore. I don't even use that. I don't even use that. No, 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 you can find me. <laughs> you can find me. It's good to be back. It's Maverick. You can find me
2: at Heartbreak underscore underscore kid on Twitter.
0: Aaron is at a Giants game right now, so we're jumping into this. Uh, I would, I guess, not in his stead. Um, without his stead, sure. Uh, <laughs> let's get going, cause we have a lot to talk about. Um, and Mav, I'm gonna go out of order of what you said. Um, because I want to talk about basketball. Um, one last time, get the people. Probably the coach.
2: biggest of our head, of our talk
0: get the people in here so let's talk basketball the roster is set it seems um as we record it is april 26th um at 8 p.m and uh barring some things that i think have a very low chance of happening seems like the roster is what it is we are here and rj caleb leaky and mondo said run it back Mm.
1: Run I love it, back. love it. All you need is, uh, I I don't know how to put it all together. <laughs> I, I was gonna say all you need is love, but then it's all you need is love. Baycott, Black, <laughs> and, uh, and Davis. <laughs> I don't know, but it was a
2: bimple. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that after the run that they went on that we're in this situation and that we were able to essentially return Everyone who had the chance to return Um, that that was on that bench for the national championship game. Um, of course, we did lose Dawson and Anthony, but who were not essentially with the team uh, pretty much halfway through the season. Uh, we, of course, we couldn't get Brady back, but everybody else essentially returned and so I, I, Naturally, when people go on big runs in the tournament, you know, it raises their stock and it gives them a higher chance of getting drafted. Um, But I think it's a really cool thing to see that this particular group is now coming back, you
1: know, hopefully to right the wrongs or if you will, or or just continue their development overall. I just remember last year when we weren't sure if Caleb was even going to come back for his sophomore year. Uh, after the freshman year that he had, and with the coaching changes and the 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 state of the program, um, apparently he likes it here. I guess he likes it, but I like I I remember the mood surrounding Carolina basketball was not great after Roy retired and Walker Kessler transferred, and we were coming off the two seasons that we had had prior. It was not great, so it just to have a really great season, a wonderful season, you know, and then coming off of that and to have four of your five starters come back, you know, I think, I think we have a lot to build on for next year. Now, you know, I think looking forward, like obviously someone's gonna have to fill the void. I don't I don't even wanna say fill the void, but like Brady Manick has big shoes. And someone's got to fill that, at least that role of that, uh, you know, I would like to think that he that Hubert Davis would like to stick with a stretch big, but I don't really see one on the roster. Um, so I'm thinking that like Puff Johnson, Dontre Styles that kind of thing. I don't know how healthy Jalen Washington is, but I feel like he's probably more of a backup for Armando versus an actual like starter. Uh, and then obviously we have Seth Trimble and Will Shaver coming in um will shaver again is a big boy i don't think he's a he ain't a shooter uh and then setram was obviously a guard so you know we're i think we might be missing that kind of true stretch four thing but i think that if 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 don Trez and and puff can develop can be can be pretty can be pretty lethal or if you know what if if leaky just, just develops a jump shot you know <laughs> if he develops just a serviceable outside jump shot that will serve us well
0: and you- it doesn't have to be one person. We can no, do yeah. this by committee. I almost right. rather it be by committee than <laughs> than having it all. I think the. I mean, we talked about it all year with last year's team. The storyline, uh, underlining everything we did, the positive through the negative was depth, and what's going to be really important over the summer is just building quality depth behind, um, behind the starting lineup who i guess we can uh we could talk about who we think that will be um towards the end of this conversation i'm sure we'll do it again in october but we need to be able to take one of the five one of the starters off of the court and not have a tremendous drop in um in quality of basketball and that was not the case outside of puff johnson last year
2: Mm -hmm. um the the iron five as magical as it was is not sustainable uh-uh. Particularly in today's climate, um, I would like more of a solid seven uh, going forward, at least. Um, but I, I definitely think it's—I it's, it would be perfectly fine for Brady's role and impact to be spread out among multiple players. With David, like you were saying, if Leakey gets this uh, just another season to work with on his shooting. Um, if he can continue to develop his jump shot that's only going to make him more versatile huff johnson going to get his first summer fully healthy since he's been at carolina i feel like that can pay big dividends and based upon interviews with don trez he seems to be someone you know this is where he wants to be and he's you know very dedicated very devoted to you know improving himself to make himself more valuable to the team as well yeah. so i think all three you know, have a chance really to continue their development um, and such next year. I mean, not to mention RJ, Caleb, and Armando uh, can continue to work on, you know, their own things that make them more draftable, if you will. But even beyond draftable, I think one of the big credits we have to give this is NIL. You know, it's now providing more opportunities to stay in college, where the financial gain of staying in college Is he at least at level or even perhaps better than getting a non-guaranteed second round contract in the NBA or going overseas, even? Um, And I I ultimately think that's good for college basketball. I mean, you look at the players coming at the national player of the year, Ostrich Shibwe, is staying in college basketball. You have Armando Baycott, who had the most double doubles in the NCAA coming back. you have uh, what's his name, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, coming back. I mean, it's it's making college basketball better because you're they're keeping more quality players
0: in on these teams, and so it's only going to be make it for more exciting play for every involved. And you know what? I bet the NBA is going to get better too because the thing that made college basketball so great before the one and done era, and this is like remove all the, the morality out of what you believe college athletes should or shouldn't be doing. Uh, college basketball was better when it was like the U-22 best players in the world uh, playing basketball that it was it was better. Go back and watch some like basketball games like 2009 and, and back like. It, it's high level basketball. And you cannot say the same thing about the product today. And having uh, the players having at least some incentive to stay makes college basketball better. Like, uh, Oscars, Toshiba is the first national player of the year to come back since Tyler Hansborough, right, in 2008? That's correct. Yeah, it's been 14 years.
2: So, like I said, it's only going to make for more exciting play across the board. Uh, you know more competitive overall and so I think there's a there's a chance we can start seeing that shift kind of back to the pre-one and done I mean you're, you're going to have you know that handful that they just they're they, they are league ready and they can go uh, I think you're going to see more and more quality players staying in college basketball particularly if they're fine, the financial aspect balances the scales.
0: And the reason I say it makes the NBA better is because the NBA, when they draft from college, receive a more fully formed NBA, like a more fully formed basketball player uh, who's had to work on their skills against better talent because the talent is coming back. It becomes a positive feedback loop where players just keep getting better and better and better. Because
2: the whole point of one and done is you get them to the league as fast as possible. So they can get that through that through that for the first, first contract so they can get their second contract, which basically sets them for life. But if they aren't ready, even with the talent that they have, it it wouldn't really outweigh in, in this current time if they can just go back, you know, get the same financial benefits of staying in college while also developing their game and such. Because you have someone like a Cam Johnson. Uh people were wondering why he was a lottery pick. And back at 23 years old, he wasn't a one and done player, but, you know, through development and such became that guy. So I think that he's narrative. going to have like Start a career. Again. Yeah. That narrative can flip right back to, it might be not so bad to have 22 and 23 year olds getting drafted to the NBA
0: and not as a
1: thing, especially if the development's there. Game is game. And, you know, guys, guys, if they develop their skills. Now, obviously not everyone makes it to the NBA, but like, I I honestly truly believe having more of those guys who are fringe first rounders to second rounders sticking around longer will help out college basketball. Like you all said, I mean, having these guys around only makes the product better because they're obviously talented, they can obviously ball, but there's only so many teams in the NBA. There's only so many places you can get drafted or only so many draft positions, you know.
0: And uh, the NBA keeps looking uh, overseas for players. There are less spots uh, for college basketball players every year.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it just makes the product better and on both sides. I I think I'm 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 happy that Caleb Love came back because again he's one of those guys who is probably a fringe first rounder, likely second rounder. But he's been coming back in, and, and I think that he's. If he makes another leap this year, I could see him getting drafted. Like, I really could. Mm
0: -hmm. And and And, and, then imagine, like, a Caleb Love who might have gone in the second round. Instead, go to uh maybe even like a playoff caliber team in the first round as a 21 year old who's like grown into his body and has grown into his game and knows what he can and can't do. That's better for the league. It's better for the NBA. It's better for everyone. Um, but the NCAA doesn't want to act right. So, and the NBA for what it's worth.
2: Now, going away from the draft stuff, I think yeah. the interesting storyline will be that, you know, the, the perspective and such is going to be a lot different this year. We're back to where we've always known Carolina basketball to be. At the end of the day, we're still Carolina basketball. We're going to get everybody's best shot. But now we're, we're going to be top five, top three. There's going to be some places that probably put us as the number one team in the country in preseason polls and, and things like that. Uh, Because no team in the country is returning the level of talent that Carolina is,
0: the level of production that Carolina level of production
2: that Carolina is, and for a a team that essentially bringing back every possible player they could that played in a national championship game, Uh, there's not a single team that's bringing anywhere near that back.
1: I mean, Virginia's bringing back a lot of their starters, but not the same, not nearly the same level of like talent and production, you know. But I, I totally agree, you know, and, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. And even though we didn't win, boy, did we over like achieve. And when this is you have what comes with that what comes, you know, this is what comes with it. Um, you don't, you don't, you know, you know, barrel your way head first through the NCAA tournament and beat Duke twice and send K packing and have a great college National Championship game and not make some noise and have some expectations the next year. Like I do yeah. see projections in like the like way too early rankings that have us in the top five, top three. So I saw one that had us at one, top and I'm, two,
0: and not two. And it ain't two. <laughs> like, it's, it's
1: like it's there.
0: Yep.
2: We and like I said that alone, we that we have every reason to feel confident that if we play right and if everything all the cards fall right. We could very well end up in Houston in the first week of April next year. But I
0: think Are y'all trying to go common...
2: back there, <laughs> I might.
0: y'all, the, the look but, that Barry it's hard... flashed upon Matt's face just now when I said you Nightma- want to go back nightmares,
2: nightmares, <laughs> but we can exercise some demons now. And that, that would be nice. And again, this, the whole parallels to with, you know, that 16 team losing in Houston and then winning the next year. It can almost be a flip of that story, at least location-wise, where you lose and then you go back and redeem yourselves in the place where you originally lost. Yeah, Carolina has that knack for losing in national championships then coming back the next year and just running through and winning the thing again. Um, But we know all good and well, it's extremely tough to win a national championship, particularly in March Madness, where you... It's all about matchups and it's all about who has the hot hand. Um, and, and like I said, we've known that time and for a lot of times, you know, the consistency of the team was always in question. So is that something they can continue to work on and such? And so I think a lot while we are going to be highly ranked, I think a lot of parallels fall between us and the UCLA team this year was a fringe by some uh, tournament team that makes a miraculous run to the final four um, and then loses out. Comes back the next season, reloads, highly ranked, but didn't have quite the season as expected um, and had a relatively disappointing postseason run, given what happened year four. That could very well happen. It, It all just comes down to the right draw, the
0: right matchups, the right hot hands at the right time. So as far as at the beginning of this season, I said, it is not chip time in Chapel Hill. Um, and by the end of March, this team had done everything to undercut every point that I made about how hard it is to make it to the national championship. (laughs) That being said, we still need to get better on defense specifically. We need to start turning teams over. Even when the defense, like the the on-ball defense, got better as the year went on, we were not turning people over. That needs to be something that this team gets better at, whether that's a scheme thing or a a player by player thing uh, that needs to change. I will say we will probably know by December whether or not it's chip time, and that's not going. That's not what, and to say that that's not me saying we'll know whether this is a good team or not. No, we will know if this team is good enough to win a a national championship by the end of December, I think. um, At least that's the way it normally goes in Chapel Hill whenever we're that good. By December in 2017. I was ready for (laughs) I was ready for the first weekend in April. Yeah, we, we
2: all felt confident from day one. I mean, I think a lot of people point to that Georgia Tech game where that we lost it was a, a big turnaround moment, maybe slight doubt at that point, but everything else felt very confident about what that
0: team can achieve. I felt great after Maui, <laughs> after we ran through Maui like that. And I was like, oh, and this is without them gelling <laughs> the way Roy Williams teams yeah. always been
2: with Kenny going down like pretty early on. Yeah, you know, already being down one person in the rotation. Yeah, I mean there's plenty of reason to be confident. So like I said, the expectations is, will be very unlike what the last two were, to, at least to start the season. And so we'll yeah. see how, how everything shakes out and such. Because again, these guys do have professional aspirations, uh, but at the same time, it was the team play that got them the success that they did. Again, you know, that success comes when no one cares who gets the credit for it.
0: So we'll move on after this, but uh, we and we might all have the same answer. But Mav, what is your projected starting lineup for next year? It may be first off the bench.
2: Yeah, ideal. it would it, probably be the same. It's the four and Puff at the four.
1: Um,
0: Dantes six minute. Same for me.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same. Only like not. I think Puff can be great for us and and just the flashes that he showed in the national championship game in the in that postseason run just the like amount of hustle the dude has like just like that kind of effort diving on the floor not afraid to like like work on both ends of the floor and and just be the guy that like gets on the floor and just does it like that's gonna get you minutes and I think Puff is going to be that guy that steps up at least at the beginning of the season, like whether Don Trez makes a step forward and and takes that spot. I don't know. I'm, he's going to get burned though next year as will. I'm sure Seth Trimble and, um, and uh, J well, if he's healthy Jalen Washington, because Lord, do we need depth at the big with the big, like
0: we, we, we need depth at the four and five, quite frankly. Now then, let's talk football. Um, spring football first, and then, um, well, I'll, I'll say we got two transfers, both from Ohio State. Um, we now have two Jacobys on the team, which is interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we got um, I don't remember his last Jacoby Cowan is that his name? Cowan, correct. Um, the defensive end, and then I do not remember off top name of the the corner from Ohio. Lejean Kavasus. There we go. Um, So, yeah, uh, Mondo on the recruiting trail, um, lead recruiter on that second one, Uh, brought him home. Uh, He has a job in the UNC athletic department whenever his playing days are over, I'm sure. Football. Um, As we all know, uh, we shouldn't make uh, big leaps of um, assumption based off of a spring game, but here we go. Uh, I did not see any separation from the two quarterbacks, personally.
2: Not really, no. Um, they seemed pretty even. Um, in a good way. And Yeah, in a good way. Uh, they still have plenty of time, and they still have summer practice um, to, con- to continue to that job. It seems like even the staff is kind of playing it close to the chest, similar to Sam's uh, first season. Because, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the one that loses out will most likely be in the portal within a week of that decision coming, I, I, I'd be shocked if otherwise, because I think the, one of the good the bright spots is it looks like our, our true freshman Connor Harrell looks like he could very well have a decent career at Carolina down the road. He
0: flashed. He had some flashes. Mm-hmm.
2: He had, he had the really nice thing to Kobe pace or, unfortunately got called back, but put it right in his hands and Kobe ran for a touchdown um and so it's definitely showed some flashes there
0: he's listed at six feet but he looks taller than six feet Mm -hmm. he looks taller than sam at least also drake
2: doesn't look six five at least to me
0: you don't think i think he looks like a big kid out there
2: no i didn't see it like on the jumbo trying to just look
0: different um defensively at least to me uh growing up watching the panthers um the defense looks a lot more simpler i am very happy with des evans coming off of the edge uh he looks like a leader you mean he doesn't have to
2: drop back in coverage
0: what i mean this is you mean he's able to be in
2: position to make plays
0: what yeah like this is not like a comp comp um but i see like shades of Jadavion Clowney maybe like leaner for sure but like just as long like able to use his length to get around and then um to bother quarterbacks i think that's going to be very valuable on third down um but the defense like they aren't doing anything special like it's a lot of manning up um against trips looks and and zoning against balance formations like it it looks very very normal, (laughs) straight Mm -hmm. up, straight up football, which is, I I think, what was kind of being advertised going in. Yeah,
2: and they even, you know, acknowledged in their pressure that it was also very base defense to did not, you know, do anything spectacular or any variations or things like that. That's some things that they'll develop, of course, as the season progresses. So I think the first thing saw the, you know, the, the receivers Particularly, Josh Downs continued to just get open against our guys, but I don't necessarily saw that as a knock against our secondary. Yeah, for that reason.
0: I have my season tickets. I still don't think. Closet. I still don't think uh, we're going to win more than seven games, <laughs> but we will nope. see. Yep. Nope.
2: Um, and that's sad just because we we. The cupcake phase is over um, and you can see it from a lot of different angles. I think um, particularly the recruiting, starting with this offseason. you know, I think the guys that just came in were like the last ones that really did buy in to the initial kind of vision that Matt Brown has shown since he's came back. Um, but the success on the field is just not translated. And that compared with the expectations, you know, it's, it's the message is starting to fall on deaf ears, it seems like. Um, and so hopefully this season, perhaps we, we can go back to maybe the 19 one where expectations are low and we outperform, um, you know, project six, seven, maybe win eight, nine. Unexpectedly. And then you can use that momentum to, then, to build it back for the for future stuff.
0: I cannot believe weeks one and two we are playing against two teams from the best G five division in the country. (laughs) Yeah. That was a that's a bad that was a bad decision. They should have tried to get out of one of those games.
2: Yeah, at least the first one's in Chapel Hill, but that that second game in Boone. And and then following
0: up with a road game in Atlanta. We know we don't do well in Atlanta.
2: I want to go to Boone real bad.
0: Mm. You're going to be mean to me if I go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go up there. We're going to mm, let me not let me. Mm. So like I said, I
2: hope we can get back, you know, have a season where we exceed expectations, but I'm keeping things very tempered from the get go. I'd rather keep the expectations lows and be shocked kind of like Carolina basketball this year, rather than the other way around how it was last year where we were a top 10 team and just finished really back down to where we like back to like the fedora years.
1: Oh, can we afford to have another like a eh, year? Like,
2: I don't think we can, to be honest.
1: I, I, yeah, I mean like not, not in
2: maybe not in a year to year. Standpoint, but in the big picture, oh yeah, because like I said, you have to start showing that success before the recruits do, it. and that's why we we got such the uptick to start out because it was a sort of and and the margin of being able to show the improvement was so much easier than we went from a two win team to a seven win team. I mean, that margin makes it seem significant in the large grand scheme of things. Didn't do anything, but again, that's where Carolina football has always kind of been. It's now trying to make that leap to 9-10 win team, 10-10-11 win team and such, going to an ACC championship game, winning the ACC championship. That's where we're, we want to be. And so Let's we have just
0: raise win. the floor to eight wins. Let's start there. Raise the floor to eight wins. Let's stick with football and talk about the least anticipated draft. Um, in recent memory. No one seems to care. Uh no one knows. No one knows. Every like, everyone's like, I don't know where I was gonna go. Like, <laughs> all the mock draft. Like,
1: I think I saw. I think it was like Field the eights. He was like, and here's the list of things that I expect to happen on draft night, and it was all blank. And he was like, Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Like, <laughs> I
0: don't know. It, I I don't know who's going number one. There's a lot of smoke right now with. Oh wait, um Aiden Hutch or Aiden Hutchinson, that's his name? Yeah. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, he's not going number one anymore. It's gonna be the edge for Georgia and just nobody cares. <laughs> nobody can seem to care. Uh David, who do you want at six and who do you think we will take at six for the Panthers?
1: I just I just want I just want a oops sorry. I just want a a freaking lineman, man. Like God, like I know we I know Sam Darnold stinks, bro, but we just need like, it's just so bad. Our line is like tissue paper. It's just bad. We just need an offensive lineman. Like, I, I don't care if it's um homeboy out of Alabama. I don't care if it's. Um, um, don't you don't want icky. Is he going to make it down to us? I don't know. I don't think but, so. I don't think he will. I was looking at Evan Neal and Charles Cross.
0: I was about to say Evan Neal.
1: Yeah, I would like Evan Neal, but because I actually know who that is. I don't know anything about Charles Cross, but um, but other than that, like we we don't we don't need another freaking quarter. Uh, sorry, a cornerback. We don't need that. We don't need another wide receiver. We just need freaking linemen, and we need somebody. acute. I am. I am positive that the Panthers will add somebody to the quarterback room at some point this offseason whether it's the draft whether it's in free agency like i don't know but we will probably end up signing somebody to add to the qb room whether they look good or not who freaking knows so i don't know (laughs) lineman
0: at six i have talked myself into wanting malik willis you're setting yourself up for disappointment my brother i i've talked myself into it i i think that the toolsy guy is the way to go. And if not him, Desmond Ritter is my second. Um, only no, And Desmond Ritter can play immediately. I know that much. Uh, Malik Willis cannot. But Malik Willis's ceiling, I think, is the roof. I, I think he is very athletic, and his arm is a cannon. And he just needs to adjust to a NFL defense, and who knows if he ever will. But I'll take the upside there. Also, I want a quarterback who's not named Sam Darnold. So, where what are the tight? Where are the Titans' draft needs?
2: Well, there's a bit of a disconnect. Uh, every like a lot of services are projecting us to take an inside linebacker. I think Nakobe Dean has been name that's popped up most linebacker from georgia but a lot of Titans want either a wide receiver or an offensive lineman particularly with the new stuff with um aj brown's contract situation not even knowing if he, he's going to be playing uh, or what if they somehow deal him even though the the management has said that they won't even consider it there just seems to be a lot of question marks at the wide receiver spot now also, offensive line. As long as you have Derrick Henry, you need the best possible line that you can put. Um, so you can't go wrong doing there. But I've seen plenty of mock drafts where while they don't have Tennessee taking him, I see Chris Olave, uh, I see Jamison Williams, I see Traylon Burks in that vicinity. Uh, and I would very much like to take any of those if they fall to us at that spot. um I also, while it's not the first round, I also would like us to get a backup quarterback. um, Someone that at least puts a little bit of pressure on Ryan Tannehill. Because this is his final year. Um, You know, if we don't see any type of improvement, I mean, I don't, I'd I'd like for us to potentially look at other options. So I'd like to have, you know, a quarterback potentially ready to go if we don't sign one and free agency.
0: Can I interest you in Day Two, Kenny Pickett?
2: I wouldn't be opposed. No,
0: I didn't think you would be. Um, to the Carolina side of things, at least for for Sam Howell, um, on my own personal uh quarterback big board, he's my number three behind Ritter and Willis. Um, I've seen him at anywhere from third to fifth best quarterback in this class which last year makes you a uh, first half of round one pick. This year um, may slide you to the third day because no one likes these um, these quarterbacks. But um, the main diss I've heard of Sam is just that it's a huge unknown because of Phil Longo's offense, um, where we just don't know what Sam Howell can do. We know he throws a pretty nine ball down the sideline, very pretty deep ball. Um, other than that it was slants or nothing. So mm-hmm. it's not that teams don't think he's good. They just haven't been able to they, they haven't seen it. I don't think that's fair. I mean, he had some
1: absolutely freaking beautiful throws. Like he's shown the ability to make NFL throws, but I think the criticism of the unknown is fair considering, and we talked about this when Falango got hired. The, the very small playbook of Philongo, <laughs>
0: you know, all, all, four four that plays. Play. all four of them, none of them include inside the 20s. No, he has that one under center split zone play action rolling the quarterback out. That's mm-hmm. the one.
2: Well, I think that- the overall success of the team last year ultimately impacted it too. Because it, although the fact it was mm-hmm. no fault of Sam, for the most part, um, I mean, There was the Virginia Tech game. There was the Georgia Tech game where he had, like, what, two, three fumbles. Um, But I would say, as a whole, it really wasn't to to his fault. Yeah. But it's just the perceived lack of success impacted it negatively. Like I said, I feel like if last year we had the Orange Bowl season, he'd be a bona fide first-round pick.
0: I, I am glad that we are no longer pretending that Matt Corral is as good as Sam Howell, because the same thing happened to Matt Corral and he looked a lot worse than Sam Howell did. So, for what it's worth, okay, Mav, There is something that I'm forgetting. NBA.
2: NBA. There's been um, some. This has been a, a, a pretty entertaining playoffs.
0: Yeah, first round's been interesting. Uh, the Nets, the only team to not win a game in this playoff. <laughs>
2: Uh, I think Ben Simmons realized he he was going to be the first person in NBA history uh, to lose back-to-back elimination games in his first <laughs> game, back. Um, so that's why he, he stayed out of game four. Yeah, it, it was shocking, to be honest, that the Celtics
0: not only defeated the Nets, but swept them in the first round. I mean, the Celtics have gotten so much better since December. Or January, yeah. I guess, is it was even it might have been even February when when this started. Um when this started actually when the buy in happened. But once they bought in, they have looked great. Uh how good is Jason Tatum right now?
1: He's he's going he's going he's going Godzilla mode right now. <laughs> like, <straight Yeah>. up. <laughs> I mean he had that game winning
2: lab. I mean he's putting up just real playoff like numbers. Um, yeah, it's undeniable. He's definitely having a heck of a playoffs. But this next team, there's, there's, on paper, you think is good. But it's just an extremely dysfunctional team.
0: It's they had the ghost of Blake Griffin outplaying both K, Kyrie and KD in game three. It's bad. It was bad. I
2: just yep. kept thinking. I didn't want to outbalance the karma. So I waited until after game five of Dallas and the Jazz. But I remember when Dallas played the Nets and Spencer didn't He hit the game winning shot on them. Nets Twitter created a space. And then Mavs Twitter invaded said space. And there was a bit of a brouhaha. And there was a lot of trash talking, like, it was talking trash about Luca, but like, yeah, the Nets just have much a bunch of higher ceiling Dallas um all dallas can think about is the first round we have championship aspirations i was just thinking about that twitter space a lot last
0: night speaking of the mavericks up three two on doubt are on um the jazz and the quicker um we get um the gogert man out of here uh (laughs) the happier the rest of us will be unfortunately it's my fault
2: the series could be it could have ended 4-1 um i have not watched any of the series except for the fact that I turned on the last minute of game four. Ooh. So I will not be watching the rest of the series. Um, I apologize to math fans all around. That won't, That's my bad. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll win game six. It'll be good.
0: As a neutral, hilarious that that game ended on a lob from Donovan Mitchell to Rudy Cobert. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, Dw- Dwight Powell had a Mark Mitchell or not
1: Mark uh, Mark Williams moment. Yeah, He missed free throws. I w- I will say that I appreciate the Mavericks helping prove my theory that the Jazz are a fake basketball team. <laughs> like they are just like the At every single time, I'm like, oh, the Jazz, they just find some way to just like people down
0: and it's hilarious like do you know like who that. they are they are the mid-2000s hawks teams um that name that's, so, that's,
1: <laughs> that's such a good comparison wow <laughs> that's
0: exactly who the jazz are best regular <laughs> that, season like number one seed in the east and it doesn't matter nothing. no one respects them <laughs> everyone knows that they won all those games no one respects them and then they're out by the second round every year Beautiful comparison. (laughs) Amazing.
2: Um, I mean, that's why I just want to win this series so bad. I want to get out of the first round. It'd be the first first round series we've won since the title year. Over 10 years, we've either not made the playoffs or we've lost in the first round. And to a team that I know, similar to the Nets, are just dysfunctional. Going back to the COVID stuff with the Go Bears stuff, you know, the... The, the lunch table. The stuff between him and Donovan, um, all that stuff. I'm like, we, we have to be, I know we're a better team than them. We have to win this series. Um, even though on paper, they are considered a better team than us. Um, so I, I'm, I, I, would, I mean, it's kind of ironic where really one of Dirk's first playoff series that he won was against the jazz. So hopefully history can repeat itself
0: the nba is so funny um let's talk sixers raptors um where doc rivers has now lost two straight um after <laughs> leading three nothing um and the series is going back to toronto uh for game six
1: guys the one thing the one thing that can divert the slander towards the nets getting swept in the first round is doc rivers giving up a 3-0 lead to the freaking Toronto Raptors. If this happens- The dinosaurs. If this happens, (laughs) the amount of slander on my timeline will be
0: biblical. (laughs) I ask this sincerely. If they blow this series, does Doc Rivers ever coach again in the NBA?
1: You shouldn't. I saw he's I saw something he's lost something like 30 plus
0: closeout games like (laughs) how do you do that? I I (laughs) think Loach tweeted that? that and he was like he's lost like so many closeout games already the most from one head coach in NBA history like
1: you at that point you cannot say anything other than there is a one singular like problem in this equation like. That is you, my guy. A common denominator. Common denominator. Mm-hmm. And that is Doc Rivers. Because and I get like Joel Embiid has his torn ligament. James Harden looks like he's weakened at Bernie. Like, like But it's he, always something. Right why up. is
0: it always something with you? <laughs> the, the one thing I know is that you're always here. So why does it keep happening when you're around?
1: As McGonagall says to the to the three wizards, why is it always you three? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it always you, Doc Rivers? Why is it always you? So
2: um, I, I I don't I don't think it'll happen, but it, it'd be funny. I'd laugh. Bro, I, yeah,
0: I, I'm I rooting think, for jokes at this point. Yeah. <laughs> at this point,
1: I am I am expecting I am expecting the 76ers to win game six. But if they lose, it's going to be scary there it is they're the 76ers are going to be so so tight on game seven if they if they lose that
0: that will Me be the prime to. time game on saturday if it happens I'm Was only, it
1: 144 and oh is on the line i'm almost sad that ben simmons is not on the 76ers to experience that stress <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Um, do y'all care about Hawks Heat? Cause I don't.
1: Nope.
2: Nope. I, that's one, that's the series I'm cheering for Meteor.
0: Um, okay. Grizzlies, uh, T-Wolves is, uh, very petty with like, all right basketball, Um uh, and protest <laughs> and people trying to glue themselves to the floor.
1: Yes. Contain themselves. <laughs> and then, um, Mr. And... Spy Master security guard caught the third one. Yeah. And, and ja-
2: other than the, what what's game two has been relatively subdued. And so that's why Minnesota has kept themselves in the series.
0: And Pelican's sons, uh, Ooh. Pelicans ooh, been fine. Ooh, Herb, heat there.
2: Herb and Jose.
0: <laughs> give it,
2: give them that treatment right back to CP three. That's true.
0: Jose Alvarado is the perfect person to just bother (laughs) just to bother Chris Paul. I bet he hates it so much. So I know I would. I would the one person I never want to play a game of basketball against is Jose Alvarado. Pat Bevs up in Minnesota and said, He stole my flow! (laughs) Beat for beat, bar for bar.
2: I mean, like I said, Herb Dean being another guy just causing havoc in the paint, Brandon Ingram, having a really good playoffs. You, and then you have, you know, uh, you know, the injury now with the Suns. So I don't know, they're, they're, they're definitely putting up a fight. Devin Booker, they say he should be out two to three weeks uh, with his hamstring injury, um, which is something that I'm having an eye on if we do pull out this series he might not even be ready to play us which means we could hopefully give him a run. i i i definitely want to play pelicans <laughs> i'll take that um but yeah so that's an interesting theory uh the only thing i have to say about bucks bulls is uh kobe needs to get out of chicago
0: yeah it's not yeah the thing is yeah. when he like when he gets the minutes, he scores like twenty, like like every time. Like he's he is an NBA player. He just needs to get out of there because he he's getting buried on the roster. Mm-hmm. He can contribute somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Very much so. Absolutely. Um, I I like the Bucks. I think that they will be the team that comes out of the East. Yeah. I, th- I still think they beat Boston. Um, but I don't want them to win because I do not want Grayson out to get a ring. <laughs>
0: Um, can the Warriors win this win this championship? I think they can.
2: I think they can. I
0: think they can.
2: If it's if it's Warrior Suns in the Western Conference Finals,
0: I'm taking the Warriors. Well, that's a barn burner, by the way. Yeah.
2: That's a lot of offense right there.
0: I'm taking the team that's been there like they've been there so many times this same core. So who who would the who would the Warriors play next round? Uh the
1: winner of what
2: whoever beat who beat this the Nuggets. The Memphis.
1: the uh well because the Warriors are playing the Nuggets now, right? Or no, sorry, it was the Nuggets they beat. Um Is it
2: is it Jazz? Oh, M-
0: Minnesota, um Min- yeah, Minnesota. Uh, okay, Memphis. Minnesota Minnesota
2: Memphis.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So uh, the it's it's like the win. three
2: six matchup.
1: They're gonna make it to the Western Conference Finals, okay? So <laughs> Yeah. So they would catch either. I, I assume the Mavs are gonna win their series, and then.
2: Uh, I think it goes six or seven with me.
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting. The Warriors can make it out the West. Yeah, they really they can. Welcome. I, I think okay. that
1: I, I and I'm not trying to hype it up. I do think if they come up against the Mavs, I think. I think the Mavs could give them a run for their money. I think well, we beat
2: them twice run. this year yeah. at full strength.
1: I, th- I think a healthy Sun squad could give them a run for their money, but that's the operative word healthy. Because um, Booker is out for what? Two weeks? Three weeks? Minimum? Minimum two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get there first. So we'll see. I do still think the Bucks come out the East because it is a mess in the east right now and i don't think miami is like miami's beating up on a on a hawk squad that's partic- like quite frankly not the greatest <laughs> so i don't buy I don't like it like the hawks yeah i it's fine
2: we so i really don't
1: like the like the heat will never like the heat that's that's fair i think uh the only thing that i would hate i do i just i cannot stand minnesota like just all the, the, all the personalities and egos on that team. I just cannot stand it. <laughs> like, it's a lot. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hater. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I really hope they lose. <laughs> all right. Long show had a lot to talk about and yeah, y'all want to get out of here. Let's do it. All right. You talk to y'all later. Bye.